If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. So today I have a very, very fun, unique little quick episode that is in addition to the episode that we had on Wednesday. I had the opportunity to do a quick Q&A with some of the questions that you guys had from the community all about low waste. And I got the chance to ask Alana these questions. It was really lovely to be able to continue this conversation and to have this as a separate piece that we could have today. So I hope you guys love this. It is really fun to be able to offer you two podcasts this week. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. It's super quick, just 20-ish minutes. And I hope you guys enjoy her thoughts answering your questions, and even some other things we have learned and we both comment on. So I thought you guys had some wonderful questions. So let's jump on in. So let's jump on in. How do you freeze things like meat long-term in a plastic-free way? And I know that you're pretty much plant-based, but... I would say, I don't know. Um, (laughs) I do, but I don't know. And you can probably speak more to this. My guess would be a stasher bag or a glass what's your take on it? I have not done it because most of the local farmers, I focus on, we don't eat a lot of meat. Like we eat meat once a week, really. Like yeah, and we predominantly eat eggs as our protein and then like rice and beans is because we can source beans within our state, which is pretty cool. Or we grow yeah. our own. It's pretty great. We can't get rice, but you know, I try to get yeah. California rice or something like that. It's not coming from India. Um, but I, it's tricky. Like some places will let you take a container to the deli. Usually you have to go to like an actual deli or you have to pre decide with a, um, 
farmer that you're going to utilize something. And yeah. so my suggestion would be probably a glass Pyrex sort of container. Yeah. You can also, it's not as like, you can get compostable unbleached parchment paper and wrap the meat in that and then put it in aluminum foil, which isn't great, but at least aluminum foil, if it's clean, can be recycled. So, okay. which which is better than all the plastic wrap, which can't you can't yeah, do yeah. anything with. I always ask it, uh, when we go to our butcher shop, that's where we pick up our CSA. So like, I wouldn't even say it's once a week. Um, but when we do purchase meat, it's always locally sourced, mm -hmm. like from farms here on Big Island or in Maine. And I always make sure to ask for it in parchment paper. And I feel like yeah. a lot of people don't really know how to advocate for themselves. Yeah. And this is what I meant by like, find your allies. So mm -hmm. find the few people that you like just love to go to. And then you just have that first initial uncomfortable conversation. That's like, Hey man, yeah. or Hey lady, I don't <laughs> want plastic. And this is why it's super detrimental. Like for us, there's no way to recycle it. Our Island does not recycle any yeah. plastic whatsoever. Um, and in general, just so everyone knows 91% of all plastic ever created has never been recycled and will not be recycled. So God. the recycling system <laughs> isn't really that ideal for plastic. So just having that uncomfortable conversation once with one person and then consistently going back to them, then they honor you. They know the deal. It's very easy. And it doesn't bring up this like anxiety every single time that you have to go in and be like, can I bring a container? Can I not? Like, how do I do this? So just getting that out of the way and then like relying on those allies is a huge win for me and like mm -hmm. my flow or process. And then I think Megan's got it with the way to store meat. We just try to buy it local or buy it, yeah, buy it local and buy it fresh and then yeah. we utilize it. So, yes. you know, Aaron, if Aaron wants to have a steak or, you know, we buy fish more than we buy meat. Yeah. Um, we try to just utilize it and then move on. Um, but I have friends who buy like, you know, half a cow for the year. Yeah. And that can be a really sustainable way to do it. Yeah. It's still or like in plastic, I, but is it? Is I've just never done it myself. Yeah. It it typically I, I've never had it. They usually plastic wrap the meat and then put it in paper and oh. or they seal it in a plastic container, but like or in a plastic like zip like you see in the it, because they have to go to a butcher, so and that's how they do it and they have to be like USDA certified. So I've never that's done it. yeah, but it is tricky. I think it's more about, it's one of those situations where you might just have to focus less, like less is more. Yeah. And it may be one of those things. It, meat is hard. It's a really hard thing. I think so if you're eating less meat and less, less meat. frequently, maybe yeah. that's your, like, you know, I try to have like an 80, 20 rule. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's like 90, 10. Sometimes like it's, I feel like a rock star. I went through the week and my food was like zero packaging. You know, I'm like, yeah, yes, this is a total win. But even if you're at the 80, 20 mark to me, that's like what I strive for. Yeah. If I, if tortillas come in plastic wrap or if I buy something that's in plastic wrap, I'm not going to like shame myself into a spiral. Like, yes, it's not ideal, but I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. So rather than focusing on like, well, I didn't do blank. Maybe it's like, well, where can I avoid it? So if maybe if meat yeah. isn't a thing, maybe it's reducing your amount of meat, bringing mm -hmm. it closer to your zip code. Um, and then trying to focus maybe on plastic-free produce or something like that. So maybe just shifting yeah. that, shifting that focus. Um, I loved this one because I think a lot of people don't always know either one where to start or they don't, they're just looking for a few things they can start tackling. And I think that that's always a good place. But the question is, 
the five easiest ways to make changes to being more eco, like maybe five of the easiest shifts that we can make. And yeah. Okay. The five things I would think about are, it's going to be different for every single person. So I would say where to start is to do an assessment Mm. on your life on what things you use every single day that are not sustainable, right? So oftentimes that's going to be like, if you use plastic water bottles or plastic beverages, to me, that is the one, one of the most silly inventions of the world. Those companies are selling plastic bottles. They are not Mm -hmm. selling beverages. So finding a solution for those, um, anything that's just like absolutely single use is to me is where I would just go for anything that you're using utensils for, um, getting rid of single use utensils. It's Mm -hmm. so simple just to bring your own from home. It don't have to even be the bamboo ones. They can literally just be your Mm -hmm. like set from your drawer. Aaron and I take those to the beach all the time. Um, that's one, two, Oh, if you're a woman, I would look into your um, yeah. menstrual cycle and try to find an alternative there, whether it's period underwear, whether it's a menstrual cup, whether whether it's um, a reusable mm-hmm. applicator. I would just get rid of single-use plastic in your period um, cycle. And the grocery store, I feel uh, like, you know, yes, the biggest thing bags. is like, even just if you go through the grocery store and you're getting your produce, just in, I, we also shop at somewhere where they have bulk. And we just have all our own like yes, organic yeah. cotton bags and we just reuse them. And it's yep. awesome because they give at our store, they give you 10% off for every bag or 10 cents off. Sorry. 10% is different. Yeah. For each sure, bag sure, sure. that you do, you bring. And so I think it's yep. amazing. And there's two things for this that I always think about is why I don't think about this first and foremost is because it was banned oh, in Hawaii yeah. before we ever moved here. You never so, even had the option. Um, I remember <laughs> No, I went to the grocery store and I didn't have a bag and they don't let you take the cart out. So you had to carry all of your groceries out in your hands. I did that once and I learned my lesson. It went from like the good intention bags that you always brought left in your car to like, you had no option. And it taught me very quickly, very early on. The second thing is I put my produce right in the um, cart and I'm, that might freak people out. But the reality is the amount of hands that that, especially if you're shopping like a traditional, yeah. like conventional grocery store, the amount of hands and the amount of surfaces that food is touched before you pick it up is more than yeah. you could ever imagine. <laughs> so that cart is just as dirty, if not, or like less dirty than anything yes. it was touching before. So I just put it directly in there. I don't think a single thing about it. Those bags are so silly. And then I go home and I fill my sink up, put some apple cider vinegar in there. And I let all of our veg and mm-hmm. fruit soak for like 30 minutes, give them a good scrub, let a nice little, you know, zhuzh and yes. move, move through it. So I would say, yeah, if you're still using plastic grocery bags, even paper ones, it's not like the worst thing in the world, but it just, it's a just easy swap. Just get a, a you know, some, some, uh, cotton bags. A lot of them come, um, when I have purchased clothing yep. over the last couple of years, they'll send like this, the bikini, like in a cotton bag or like in a tote. And so we just yep. saved all of those. And those have become our grocery bags, both here and in Maine. And I think that that's yeah, a huge Yeah, and they're swap. easy to make too. Um, that's the other thing is like, if you just even have like old t-shirts lying around, you can easily make your own with some yeah. rope and a sewing machine. You can even make it by hand if you're like really, <laughs> yeah. you know, wanting to. I've made my own. There's stuff. And, and like, 
there's stores. I mean, like there's easy ways to get satchels. Like all you need is to bring your own. I'm sure you have them laying around the house anyways, but just making that intention to go and grab it. Um, and then the fifth, I'm trying to think if, if you have any spots that I'm leaving out. I definitely um, think you could choose one food item in your life to go seasonal with, you know, in local with, I think that's easy for anyone, no matter where you live to choose one thing, like maybe it's tomatoes, maybe it's strawberries, maybe it's blueberries or whatever it may be for you, depending on where you live. Like, can that become a seasonal food item in your home that you can source locally? And yeah, I think those are the easiest ones to really tackle in my mind. But yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, I have like a guide on my on my site that is specifically about a like oh, sustainable good. living starter guide on ways that you can kind of get into it. It's a 10-step checklist, that. but a lot of it has to do with assessment. And that, so it's hard for me just to give yeah. like blanket statements because I know we're all in different places on our journey, but I do want to empower people of like, here's where you can start. And I think a lot of it is just yeah. introspection and doing an assessment of what you use and you know, what single use, what's yeah, not in your life. We'll put that in the show notes. Cause that's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's okay. see. Okay. This is, this might be a quick one. What was the hardest plastic for you to eliminate or still food, food packaging. packaging? Yeah. I still think it is. I would agree with that. Um, and like I said, some, some weeks are, I'm a mm-hmm. rock star and I'm like making my own pasta yeah. and like, I want to get a tortilla press so I don't have to like buy those. But then other weeks, like I just, if we go to Costco, I'll just like leave in tears, you know? So I try to go to Costco like quarterly and Aaron would like to go more frequently because he's a hungry bean, but I would say it's food. Food is really challenging. Um, Okay. Eco living accessible for all question mark. Like her thing is $15 for toothpaste tabs. Doesn't seem sustainable on small budget. So make things yeah. yourself. That was like the biggest thing I would recommend because as I mentioned earlier, accessibility is huge for me and I don't make these products. So I don't um, like mm-hmm. set the rates, right? And so there's a couple things to uh, think about when you're thinking about the price of things. Obviously, if they're paying someone mm-hmm. a fair wage, um, if they're sourcing a sustainable product that like is of quality, um, there's different things that actually can mm-hmm. dictate the price. And so in that way, I want to honor those makers and honor the price of something. Um, something that might be inflating them right now is because it's seen as a luxury yeah. item or it's, it's seen as like a, like a higher end product. So when there is more demand and then yeah. there's more supply, the prices That's will likely true. come down. Um, but until then, like, I just, I think try to find like people ask me all the time, like, how do I shop sustainably for clothing? Mm-hmm. Like thrift, like most of my clothing is secondhand, but I got a linen shirt. That's like a phenomenal quality. And I got yeah. it for 10 bucks mm-hmm. or three bucks, you know? So in that same sense, like when you're buying home goods, I mean, most of the, most of the things in both of our homes mm-hmm. are secondhand furniture items. Um, the razor that we, that I purchased, it was more expensive initially, but I, the blades are like 50 cents. I, no, not even like they're so inexpensive. And I, I bought one pack of blades and I've never bought them again. We're like three <laughs> years later. So, so something might be initially expensive, but in the long run, it ends up being way cheaper or find a yeah. way to hack it. Like there, there's so many things that can be taught from nature and from our elders, from 
prior generations, from indigenous people, from, you know, just things that are way, 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 Mm -hmm. way before us, that it's not looking towards, you know, if if you don't want to pay $45 for a, you know, insulated water bottle, use a glass jar that your pickles came in. That can be your, you know, reusable water bottle. There's ways to hack it. I did a post um, about this quite a while ago that was like investment versus bargain or investment versus like, it was just like, you know, different things like a safety razor that's $13 versus like the leaf shave razor that I have that mm-hmm. was 70 bucks. But again, mm-hmm. it's lasted forever. Um, there's just different ways to kind of go about this, but I think it's mainly mm-hmm. buying less, being mindful of what you have, buying secondhand, making things yourself. Like toothpaste is essentially like you can just use bike, um, mm-hmm. baking soda and like coconut oil, and that can be your, yeah. your toothpaste and a you little can, peppermint you know, do oil. it in a little glass jar. Yeah. There you go. Like there's, there's ways that we can absolutely kind of make our own stuff. It only mm-hmm. takes five minutes. Like it's just the awareness and the, the willingness yeah, to I dive actually in. recently picked up the book simply living well. And, um, I don't know if you've mm. read it, but it's super, she has so many amazing things in there, particularly in the like personal care and like home cleaning arena, like that are all recipes for how to make like laundry soap, how to make all these things. And it's way simpler and easier. And you mentioned the ACV. She mentions that, and I didn't even know this. This was like new to me, like two months ago, that vinegar itself is one of the best disinfectants. I had no idea. Yeah. It's like, well, that's kind of how like way, way, way before the plastic awakening was, I remember watching the, the mm-hmm. film food Inc that like yep, woke me, me up too. to the food system and then GMOs and like, I get the, the label mm-hmm. of organic on like a, you know, yeah. a national level is kind of bunk at this point, but the idea of like what conventional farming is versus yeah. like regenerative agriculture, whatever woke me up to that. And then that kind of leached into are like mm-hmm. my products in my home. I kind of paid attention to my skincare. I still had far like skincare and makeup. I had farther to go with that. But my first thing was mm-hmm. house cleaning products. I started looking, I was like, what is in this? Like, you can't get this anywhere mm-hmm. in your body. Like if I don't want it on my body, why would I want it on surfaces. my like dishes that I'm then eating? And then my surfaces that I'm touching and I'm, oh my gosh. And so that was that mm-hmm. first, like, what the hell? So way back then it was like, you taught yourself to, you know, make vinegar and you distill Mm -hmm. it with like lemon peels or these little things. I was like in college and overworked and tired (laughs) and didn't know what I was. No, 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 no. I was, I was angry again. (laughs) Angry is the source of like a lot of action in my life apparently. But I was like angry about like, what the, like we're getting poisoned on a daily basis in our homes, this is absolute malarkey. I'm not doing this. And so I'm like figuring this stuff out. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm like <laughs> interesting stuff. Like, please help me. I just need to learn. Meanwhile, I'm trying to like educate, you know, my family and they all think I'm crazy. And now they're mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. You know, I saw we, Oh, that makes sense. Um, but that's when I learned that it really yeah. wasn't hard. If like, it doesn't take any more time in all, like in all serious seriousness, and for me, it's like a, an investment in like mm-hmm. long-term health. Like if I'm not going to be disposed to all these things that are cancer causing and that, you know, have all of these 
horrible mm-hmm. side effects. I would rather take the five minutes and make something, whether it's toothpaste, whether it's cleaning products, yeah. whether it's whatever. Uh, so I'm a huge person on doing, I'm talking fast. So it doesn't sound like it, but on slowing down and doing yeah. things ourselves. I think it's one of the most valuable things we've lost in our culture. We mm-hmm. don't want to make food. We don't want to make things. We don't want to mend things. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do anything like that. And the big learning lessons that I've had since living in Hawaii specifically is Mm -hmm. that is to actually be in your life. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Like I used to be the person that didn't have time and didn't have energy and didn't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. I was only focused on work and spinning this hamster wheel. And now I'm so excited to be able to participate Mm -hmm. in my life. And it's not a waste of time to do things. And the funny thing is, is most things take so much less time than we ever are willing to admit. It's so true. Cause I was even like, like for instance, this summer I was like, okay, I'm going to like infuse my own olive oil with calendula. And then I'm going to like get local beeswax and make my own like, you know, face balm that I put on. Cause I was looking at the ingredients of all of them. I saved all the jars from them and I'm like, why can't I just like make it myself. And I had it in my head that it was so much harder than, and it was going to take all this time. And I'm like, I have kids. Like, no, I enjoyed like my kids, like playing. Well, I like slowly took all the dried threads off the calendula and put it into the oil and then poured the oil in. And it took me like 30 minutes, you know, and I plugged away at it every day. And before I knew it, it was all sitting on my counter infusing. And then four weeks later, you know, I was and how nice is that to have that be a oh, self-care practice? So I, I feel like self-care has become, and we, and people have kind of destigmatized it in the last year or so, but it became this like really extravagant thing of like bubble baths and like this like Fugazi idea of like what self-care is. And to me, it's tending to yes. one's self. And so me slowing down enough to do something that is caring mm-hmm. for myself that is is self-care. So whether that is going out in the garden and like cutting Mm -hmm. rosemary to then come inside and stick it in the Mm -hmm. bottle of olive oil so that I have like rosemary Mm -hmm. infused olive oil. That's like, that's beautiful Mm -hmm. to me. That's much better than me. Like, okay, I'm going to get a book and then I'm going to get the wine and I'm going to do a perfect bubble bath. And I'm going to do that. Like that's maybe that happens and that's great. But it also can look like making a really nourishing meal for yourself that you like, aren't rushing Mm -hmm. through it. Like, I have other things. No, like put on a little bit of music, shake, shake your hips, like hang out Mm -hmm. with yourself, you know, make for yourself. And that's going to look so different in each person. Each friend of mine has their own ways that they take time for themselves. But that tends to be mine. It's like, I'm going to make this myself. Like, this is actually fun. Oh, I don't know why I made this this big thing in my head that it was going to take yeah. me eight years. Like, yeah. this is nice. And we've just lost that. And in our society, we've lost yeah. that in our culture of doing things mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, we just want to buy everything. Yeah. We want someone to do everything for us. And then we wonder why, why we're consuming so much and why we're so dependent on other people. And why the cycle never ends because we don't want to yeah. do anything ourselves. And that is how we start shifting that. And, and it feels so good. <laughs> like that's the craziest part mm-hmm. is we just kind of, 
you feel fulfillment yeah. in a different like, way. Like it's not just productivity and it's not just like never ending of what could be better and what, you know, it becomes like, I did that. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. Like things I going and turning over the compost pile. If you would have told me that I would have enjoyed that <laughs> a couple of years ago, I'd be like, you're sick and twisted. What are you talking about? But now it's like so nice to go out barefoot oh. in the yard and to like grab limes off the tree check on the avocado tree. How's it doing? I'm out there in the compost so I'm flipping it over. I'm seeing the worms. I'm like so excited. I'm picking stuff from my herb garden. I come inside. And like, now that I say that out loud, I might like my younger self would have been like, what are you talking <laughs> about? But now it's so, um, it's so nice to live in my life, not to be doing something to then have a break to quote unquote, live my yes. life. Like I love living in. Exactly. That, that is exactly it. And I, I love that. Cause like, I even was like realizing when I was growing up, my mom would make us a lot of things or my grandma would make us a lot of things like toys or, you know, mm -hmm. different things like that. And I was like, I love that. I, I, when, when I was thinking about Christmas and like, what, I don't want to be like super consumerist with the kids this year. I was like trying to figure it out. And I was Good like, for you how can I do this? And then I realized I was like, I want to do those things like my parents did. And you know mm -hmm. how they made, like my mom made all my Halloween costumes by hand and you know, Same. And was, right? they were the best. They were they so fun were and like around. kitschy and like unique. And I, I love like, that. Forget this. This is my moment in life right now. My kids are here. Like they they don't keep, they, they don't, don't keep that age. And they're, they're gonna not going to like this in five growing. years. So I got to do it now. And if yeah. I don't, and I'm not yeah. in this present moment. And so every night I like made each of them a stuffed animal and out of like all, you know, leftover oh. sweaters and things like that, that we had in the house. And, you know, they loved that is them. so cool. That's the way I want to parent. That's like the coolest thing. And it's not, I know that's not parenting. That's the way I want to care for yeah. children. I just think it's beautiful. I witnessed another mom kind of share something similar on Christmas and a friend of mine who is also not yeah. a mother. We were having this conversation about like, it really hit me deep to see this mother like hand painting this, you know, baseball bat or whatever it was for her son. I like told a friend of mine, I was like, that like hit me in a weird place. And she was like, that stuff hits me too. <laughs> Just like that intention of like, okay, I could go get you the biggest, fastest, baddest, coolest, whatever thing. And then you're gonna, not going to care about it in two months anyways, or I can make this thing for you with, with my mm -hmm. own hands and give you the intention of it. And hopefully it lands and hopefully they really love it. And it becomes something they have forever. But if not, at least like it was this joyous process and the love that goes into it versus this frenzied mm -hmm. obligation that so much of life in general, but specifically holidays yeah. has become, it's become this frenzied is the best word I can say is just like more, 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 better, bigger, faster. Yeah. Like it just is never ending versus where is that intention that was mm -hmm. ever present? Um, a few generations yeah. ago. I kind of see it as like, we've reached the peak and now all these little tiny steps took us to let's, this peak of where we're at right now. And now we have to down. take all the tiny little yeah. steps all the way back down. So <laughs> I like that. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, I know, on. I'm ready to at the cusp down. of it. And I say that because every, and like, I always have to remind myself that like the biggest work and the biggest thing that I will leave 
with all the things that I'm doing daily is not with the impact necessarily that it makes right now in this moment, but the impact that it makes on my children, Mm -hmm. like that legacy concept down the road that they, like I didn't grow up composting, but Hayes knows like I peel a banana and I put the peel in the, and I, yeah, it's composted. It never goes in the trash. And I just, that was not something I grew up with. Well, and I look at that and I'm like, if that is all I leave in this life, like that he understands healthy soil through his, through his work. Sometimes when we get caught up in this like idea of like, do it feels overwhelming to kind of bring this all back is just that we can, we should focus on these things that in the long run, make a big difference down like little by little. So I, this has been such a lovely conversation. I hope people love it. It has. I did too. It was just so nice to connect with you and to chat with you about this, like in an outwardly way, because you and I have these conversations behind the scenes all the time. Thanks so much, Alana, for coming on and finishing up this awesome week about low waste here on the pod. Next week, we are going to take a little different spin and we're going to talk with Melvin Parsons from We the People Opportunity Farm that is located in Washtenaw County in Detroit, Michigan. And this is a really awesome conversation that I had with Melvin. I was so thankful he sat down with me and we're talking about how we can actually break the cycle of incarceration with farms. Yes. Melvin himself was incarcerated for 13 years. And so I'm sat down with him and we talked about his story and why he believes in farming being a way of healing this cycle. So it's a fascinating and awesome interview with him. So I cannot wait to share that with you. Till then, I will see you guys out there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.